Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. This episode of the Sartorial Geek Podcast is sponsored by Jordan Dene. Jordan Dene has all kinds of geek chic apparel and accessories. Our designs are hand-lettered and inspired by our favorite characters and stories in pop culture. We have tank tops that can be worn with a skirt, under a blazer, to the gym, and as pajamas. Please check us out at jordandenae.com and all over the internet at NYC. Hey, welcome to the Sartorial Geek Podcast. I'm Jordan Ellis of Jordan Denae, and I wanted to let you know that this week's episode is a little different. We got to do our first live episode on stage at San Diego Comic-Con, which was so incredible. Thank you so much to everyone who came out. Um, And for those of you who couldn't make it, we are playing it for you today. We got to speak to Tiffany Mink and Matt Newman from Who's It's and What's It's, who you may recognize from a previous episode. Um, So if it sounds a little different, that's why. Um, And we hope you enjoy the show. Hi, welcome to the very first live podcast of the Sartorial Geek. I'm Jordan Ellis. I run Jordan today and I'm half of the Sartorial Geek with my co-editor Liz Crowder who is working her normal muggle job in Pennsylvania right now, so she's not here. Um, but I'm so excited to have Tiffany Mink and Matt Newman from Who's It's and What's It's here today. Yeah. Hi. Hi. Good morning. Hello. Is this um, I don't think mine works. My, mm, we only have Tiffany, sorry. I was okay. Saying, yeah. okay, normal. <laughs> um, can you guys tell us what Who's It's and What's It's is for anyone who doesn't know? Sure. Um, We are a magically inspired apparel line. It's t-shirts, hats, a few jackets, um, really easy to wear, like normal clothes. We don't do like the couture made to order stuff. Um, So if you're familiar with Jordan's work, we do something very similar, but we are all within the kind of Disney umbrella. And we like to say that we, we create pieces for like super Disney nerds. We do like really niche kind of references. Like this is one of our shirts. It's it's the moment in Toy Story with when the shark is like, howdy, I'm Woody, howdy, howdy, howdy. Yeah, it's a five um, second bit that very few people remember, but we, we like to pull out the stuff that isn't um, properly franchised or- Merchandised. Merchandised, yeah. sorry. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of, it's fun. It's like, you know, when you're a super Disney fan, you, you pick out those things and you know those things and there's a community built around all of those things and it's just like any other fandom like you geek out about those moments and people that kind of buy our stuff and our customer base um, we like to say that when you see somebody wearing a piece and you get the reference that it's like kind of like a secret handshake yeah because it's so subtle and such a deep cut that only a real true Disney nerd will probably get that reference and then yeah there's a bonding that happens with that yeah I think that's so cool too because I mean Disney has like Disney merch has a vibe and it's usually really sparkly and it usually skews really young and it's usually like the main part or like the main character like everyone has seen the six main princesses but the movies have other characters that we love too who don't get they don't get their time to shine and that's why I love your brand because like so I'm a huge Robin Hood fan and there is not Robin Hood merch no. anywhere like you can't find no one remembers 
that movie and the little foxes. And then you guys do, though. Like, it's cool. To, it's really cool the way that you do stuff, like, for fans, yeah, not just, bring, like, circus level. We try to bring representation to all the movies because we love them all. Yeah, um, like, we're, we're fans. You know, like, I want a Robin Hood shirt, so yeah, I Robin can't... I, there's, so there has to be other people that want a Robin Hood shirt. Yeah. So, you know, it's really, as, like... As super Disney fans like ourselves, we're just like, wow, like this, like this shark moment is such a funny moment. Like it cracks up every time I see it, and it was like, why, you know, why not? Like if we enjoy that, there's definitely other people that's gonna like it too. Yeah, it's also nice because, like, if you are the kind of person who doesn't want to wear what everyone else is wearing, it is nice to not have like the Tinkerbell bag that everyone, yeah. you know what I mean? Like if, even if you love Peter Pan, like maybe you want something with the Lost Boys, or maybe you want something with like. Yeah. A line that isn't the line. Yeah, we don't have to have the princess's song. face on it. We don't have, to have Peter Pan's face on it. Like we can have a Peter Pan shirt that doesn't actually feature Peter Pan on it. We can have a Robin Hood shirt that's not Robin Hood's not on it, but it's still you know representing representing Robin Hood. Oh, I think too is kind of going back to picking out these different things is like Disney's going so ham with their licensing right now like there's yeah. no shortage of Disney merch I mean like H&M the Forever 21's even Target had like a really great um, Disney oh, line that just oh, came yeah. out Uniqlo it's and good stuff. there's so much good stuff coming out now that's kind of chipping away at the main character focus yeah. But it's, if anything, I feel like it's kind of pushed us to really even get more creative and to get more, like, deep into the Disney lore and whatever story it is that we're, you know, we're trying to concept an idea for. So it's kind of, you know, it's a, it's a blessing and a curse that more Disney stuff is becoming available and a lot of cute stuff. Yeah, we try to make it. really come into their own and really doing things on trend, which when we started back in, like, 2011, that didn't exist. No. Yeah. And we try to move away from just, you know, a basic unisex t-shirt. We we offer really nice cuts for women uh, in different kinds of shirt styles, tank top styles. It's not just a unisex tee and here's a graphic on it and moving on. It's yeah, <laughs> everything has a thought behind the, the design or the shirt brings the one works with the other and we kind of plan it out that way. Because you guys are both wearing your shirts now. Yeah. yeah. And these aren't just like so a, nice a basic white t-shirt with like the same color. And that's that's nice too because when you get... It's hard to find nerdy things that are well designed and well made and also are different. So mm -hmm. like actually, I mean like your shirt has buttons. I've I never seen nerdy it. stuff with like a different kind of color. Yeah, like, well you also, I mean you, you probably, you can't tell from there, but it's like screen printed and embroidered on a Henley. Like we're really not trying to do, like there's so many other little shops that have started yeah. doing kind of like what we're doing, which is great and it helps build up the community and you know, you get all these like amazing selection of things, but we're always trying to stay ahead of the game as far as like coming up with like pocket tees and hindus yeah. and that kind of fun stuff. It's cool too that it goes with like, you don't just pick a shirt and then pick a design and then smush them together no matter what. Like this is a little shirt coming out of a pocket. Of that's yeah. perfect. Like it's meant to go together and that's yeah. super cool. We definitely like, we definitely try to marry the two. Sometimes it's like, we'll have an idea for a shirt and it's like, but what does that go on? Or we'll find a really great blank and it's like, will design to whatever that shirt style actually is. So it kind of works both ways, but we're definitely, we definitely always consider whatever design we're working on, like what it's actually gonna be applied to. And we try to keep it very minimal and subtle, like it's not a very loud shirt. You can wear it anywhere. You can 
Sometimes you can probably wear it to work and get away with it. No one would yeah. know you're wearing a Disney shirt. It looks like you're wearing a shirt that came from like, it looks like a, a restaurant at a beach. You know what I mean? Like, it looks like you could have picked <laughs> I don't know it up. I go for that. No, sorry, it looks like you just picked it up on like the boardwalk. And it isn't necessarily like a Disney yeah. thing. You know what I mean? Like, it feels like something you could just be wearing anyway, which is cool. Yeah. Another thing I love about your, I mean, you talked about it a little bit, but your company takes like the childhood what like it's so nostalgic and so like if you grew up with Disney I mean if you're our age or like a generation older than us or a generation younger than us like if you grew up with it as a child there isn't always a way that that translates well to like your adult life too you know what I mean like I see really cute Disney stuff for kids and like book bags and stuff but I am a 30 year old woman like I don't always want to carry that around and I think it's really cool that you guys take like the love of something that you had as a kid and like translated it to adult life that's cool I think that's what's really kind of magical about Disney is I feel like it's impossible to outgrow yeah but you as a person your love for Disney will always be there but you as a person you know you're not I'm not gonna keep wearing like butterfly clips in my hair because I did in middle school like there's you know it it, there it can age with you and you can do that in you know, a really loud, crazy way if you want to buy, like, the 2018 Disneyland shirts and go from the park, or you can do it, you know, if your personal taste kind of grows up with you and you want to feel stylish or cute or different or, you know, unique in that, then I feel like I feel like that's what we really want to do is to offer pieces that, that grow up with you and your fandom as you learn to appreciate Disney even more in the adult age. Like, when you're a kid, you're like, wow, these stories, like, I love this movie, I love Ariel. And then as an adult, you really appreciate, like, how beautiful the animation is, how amazingly yeah. they, they can tell a story. Like, nobody can tell a story like Disney can tell a story. And it's things like that, that that you appreciate as you get older. So why not marry that with, with whatever's in your closet? Yeah. Do you guys have a movie that you like liked as a kid and then watched as an adult and you're like, oh, this is even better than I remember? Oh, man. Because that's Robin Hood for me. Like, I watched it, and then as an adult, I was like, this still holds up so much. Like, I love this movie. I think for, I think for me, 101 Dalmatians, oh, it yeah. had, like, as a kid, I thought that was a new movie because they re-released yeah, it. Yeah. when, like, you know, we were kids in the 90s. I thought they it came out in 91. It. it was McDonald's toys. <laughs> yeah. It was in the theater. So I thought it was, like, new as a kid. Yeah. And then watched it not too long ago, more recently, and I was like, wow, like, this was a moment in Disney animation where they changed the animation style so much. I feel like they really took like a gamble with it, and it's like such beautiful like background work in that movie. And yeah. oh my gosh, Pongo, what a babe! Like, <laughs> like, so oh, like I have a crush on Pongo now. My, who am I? Yeah, that that one I think really and like Corella, like oh my god, as a kid you're like she's a scary lady, and then as an adult you're like. Dang, she's really trying to kill a lot of dogs. Yeah, you're um, right. <laughs> that movie, like, it's like she's like real scary. Like, there's people like that in real life. Um, yeah, I think that's one for me for sure. Cool. I don't think I have one. I, I unfortunately, I, I was just I thought of the opposite. I was um, we're watching Dumbo the other day, and I didn't realize it was great, but then it just ends. 
And I was like, yeah. I remember that as a kid, I thought it was, you know, a, you know, a normal movie. But then I'm like, oh, so he flies and then gets back with his mom. And then where's the rest of the story? Right. <laughs> build up, build up, build so, up. A 90 second climax and then the movie ends. Like, that's it. Like, you're all, you're building up to see Dumbo fly and he flies for all of 30 seconds. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, I want to see more. I totally I forgot about that. And then, but you're also so depressed the whole movie. Yeah. It was like, I was like, we shouldn't even be calling Dumbo Dumbo. Yeah, they called Dumbo to make fun of him. His name is Jumbo Jr. We should not be You're calling him so Dumbo. Right. We are now the bullies, everybody. <laughs> like, if you haven't That's thought so about true. it, watch Dumbo in your adult life, and you'll be like, "Wow, I feel horrible." <laughs> Super emotional movie too. Watching yeah, as an adult, yeah. I was like, "Oh my god, this is dark." <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. Do you guys have a favorite new one? Like. I mean, are just all of them your favorites, or do you have like a favorite of the of the recent? Um, Zootopia, I think, is one of yeah. like the greatest movies of all time. That's like the great, one of the best animated movies. I think from a lot of aspects. I think the character design is really great and special, like how they kind of humanize animals in a way we haven't seen yet. But Judy Hopps, like, oh my god, what an icon! Please be the role model for like every young girl and boy yeah. for the rest of time. Yeah, yeah, that movie's amazing. And then I, I will always stand tangled. Yeah. I love Rapunzel. That movie's so good. Yeah. I can't think of a recent one that I've been crazy about. That's but good. um Matt's like very into like the jungle books. Like a lot yeah. of those really fun like seventies, the Robin Hoods. Not cool. like so classic like the Alice in Wonderlands, the Peter Pans and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, he really those likes are the ones I grew up with. Yeah, I mean we all grew up with those. Um the new ones, I mean I can't think of a one that I like. I mean, I keep thinking of Emperor's New Group. I always try to push that whenever <laughs> like I can. It's new. It's new. But it's last Yeah. I remember for some reason, and I think that's just like a has a movie that has a cult following because it's uh, so underrated. Yeah. And I've said no, that before. No, that's completely but, true about that movie. It is very underrated. Wreck It Ralph. Oh yeah, Wreck It Ralph. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's what I would not go with that one. Um, So I don't know if you guys know about Disney bounding. It's like relatively new in the grand scheme of things, but it's been around for a while and it's like becoming huge. Mm -hmm. Can you explain? Because I feel like Disney bounding is another way that like taking something you loved as a kid and then one, if you want to full on cosplay a Disney character, that's like and a really intense thing to do. But two, you can't even at the parks anymore. Like if you're no. over 14, right? You cannot, 12, yeah. because there's like a conflict of interest it's, and like looking too similar. Like they're already doing that. They don't want everyone yeah. doing that. Um, so you cannot, if you're an adult, unless you're doing a special ticketed event, like a Halloween party or something, you cannot go to the park in full costume. Um, it has to do a lot with character integrity for the park because a three-year-old doesn't know if you are the real Sleeping Beauty or not. And if Sleeping Beauty is drinking at Cove Bar, which is now Lamp White Lounge, that kid doesn't know any better. You confuse the children. So yeah. a lot of it is Disney. That could be traumatic. I get it. Yeah, like Disney's <laughs> protecting their own brand and their own storytelling and narrative for the guest experience. It's not like, like there are some people that are like, Disney's so mean. Like, I can't believe they don't only wear a costume in the park. It's like, this ain't about you. Yes, um, kids. So Disney bounding is kind of a way to express the idea of a character without wearing a full costume. So if you wanted to Disney bound, say, Ariel, you could wear a purple shirt and green pants. 
because you're getting the purple from the shells like across and then the green pants are essentially like the mermaid tail if you wanted to wear like a red beanie to where you have like aerial hair like because you're also like don't wear character wigs in the park either like it's it's too costumey like and the hair is so definitive especially like disney princesses kids still do not know the difference um i've seen it happen in the park and it's like it's so weird because it confuses parents they don't know what to do they're like do I tell her it's not the real Ariel? Um, side note. Yeah, that but is. It's it's a it's a very weird like yeah. thing. It puts everybody in a weird position. Um, so when you Disney bound, you're not trying to look like a character. You are trying to emulate emulate and like embody the the essence of what a character dresses or even acts like. Like you're still can, looking like an adult wearing normal clothes. Yeah. <laughs> right. Basically, one of the best ways I've heard Disney bounding be described is you kind of wear what you think a character would wear going to the mall. Cool. Like, okay. you're, you know, Cinderella does not go shopping in her big blue ball gown. She goes shopping in a cute little maybe, like, baby blue skater dress and, you yeah. know, a choker, and she still throws her hair up in a messy bun. Maybe she wears clear jelly shoes instead of her glass slippers. Um, so that's kind of where Disney bounding has really become a really popular thing in the park and within the Disney community as a whole because there's so many ways to express all these characters. People love exploring with their own like fashion trends too. Like it, it's really pushed a lot of people, myself included, to really think about fashion in a different way. And it's so funny because I'm to the point now where I'll be in the mall and I'll see something in a window and like, I'll be like, wow, that's a really great Disney bound piece for Pocahontas. Right. Like, I, I, like, look at clothing so different now because it's such a cool thing to do, and it's something you do every day. Kind of, and it kind of, like, follows the path of what our clothing line is. Like, yeah. it's another way to show your love for Disney and, and you know, a particular keep character. It subtle. And keeping it subtle and keeping it for you and for the other, you know, super... Disney fans yeah. and people. It's a fun thing to do with a group as well, because then you can get a whole bunch of people who dressed up as as characters, and you're yeah, you're group Disney bounding. Yeah, groups groups are like a really great thing. People are Disney bounding attractions from the Disney parks now. That's yeah, super that's fun. wild. People in the fashion show too. There was a there was an attraction, like there was a, a ride was one of the outfits <laughs> in the so fashion crazy. show. There's it's like, amazing. Yeah, it's like, wild. And there, there's no right or wrong way to do it either. It's just like fashion in general. There's no right or wrong way to do it. Um, and so it really opens the door. Like you can have 800 people Disney bound the same character and they all can look completely different. It's so like up for interpretation. It's fantastic. I didn't think about that, but that's so true because if you're cosplaying, not that you can't put your own spin on it, but you in general are all going for the same look. But if you're bounding, you're totally right. It can be any <laughs> interpretation. It's almost like, as long as it's like color blocked in the right way, it can be anything yeah. else, which is really cool. What I like, what I really love is playing around with di- different like decades. Like doing a 90s version of a Disney bound is so different than doing like a 50s Disney bound of the same character. Like we did a Robin Hood and Maid Marian gender swap. Um, yeah. Disney Bound, where I did Robin Hood and he did Maid Marian. He was, this was for Dapper Day. It was for Dapper Day, um, which is a Dapper Day is an event for Disneyland and Walt Disney World, started by a vintage community, um, and it's basically like wearing chic clothing to the parks. Um, it's not innately a Disney Bound event, but the Disney Bound community has like really embraced it. So we went kind of like 1930s. 
like and so like my 1930s Robin Hood is like a full length green velvet long sleeve gown and I had um, a matching green velvet turban which was really popular in the 30s with a big feather like a red feather brooch because brooches were also really popular like back in the, like we looked kind of like and I wore a lot of purple oh, <laughs> a lot of Maine Marianne's purple and I don't yep. own anything purple so that was a fun goodwill trip yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of dye happening dying and for that one but yeah it's it's really cool because you can make it however you make it and you can go really far with it or you can go really subtle with it um and it's also cool because there's so many characters have so many different looks too like even Minnie Mouse like Minnie Mouse doesn't have to be the red and white polka dot like people forget you know Minnie used to wear a blue skirt with white polka dots like you can you can really mix it up in so many different ways are there is Disney bounding it's pretty much just Disney. Like, are there, is there other bounding or is that casual? Co- like, what's the, um, do you guys know the difference? So there's like the closet cosplay is like the exact same thing as Disney bounding. It's okay. just Disney bounding is obviously Disney specific, but people do Marvel and Star Wars a lot within cool. the community. But I honestly have not seen it really translate into like Harry Potter or yeah, into Star right. Trek. It's like, I've not really seen it go into these other fandoms, which I think is like really weird because it's like such a fun yeah. thing. Um, they don't, they don't have a shark that yeah. well, Harry Potter does. But yeah, but, but at Harry Potter, you can wear your robes and you can actually feel like you're in Hogwarts, yeah. which is very different. Yeah, that's, that's so true. They don't have kind a, costume of like a costume piece. Restriction. Yeah. I mean, you could wear, you could wear a Harry Potter robe in Disneyland if you want, but... People might just be like, "If <laughs> you lost." Every time I see someone in a minion shirt at Disneyland, I'm like, "Are you?" That's lost? not the right thing. <laughs> um, one of the really cool things, like you were saying about Disney bounding, that I think is awesome, and people do it with other cosplay too. But you can take like either like a mashup or like you were saying, pick a decade. But like for the Robin Hood, you did a couple things. You did gender swap and a decade. And mm-hmm. care. like it's cool that you can overlap. <laughs> That's an advanced day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe yeah. not for your first for time. Try something like that. But Tiffany is a pro at this, so <laughs> I follow suit. <laughs> That's cool too, though, because if you have a favorite character, you can do like you were saying, like twelve different versions of them. You can do every decade. You can do, you know anything imaginable really which is pretty awesome like a friend of mine um brianna she's like she's like such a fashion inspo to me just on a personal level i have seen her disney bound mad hatter probably 15 times and every single time it's so different and every single time she nails it that's awesome and it's just like there because there's no there's there's really no into it just like how there's an infinite amount of clothing in the world you you have all of the options to choose from do you have tips? Like, so if you, honestly, if you Google, like, Disney-bound a character, you can get a ton of inspiration. And then people do, like, flat lays, too, and stuff like that. But do you have, like, do you have tips for a good process to, like, take a character and then sort of... Because I have a really hard time in all kinds of fashion. I have a really hard time with this, like, taking a look and then actually pulling out the pieces to then know what to buy and wear. Sure. Like, do you have a do you have any tips for like translating a character into actual clothing? I mean, starting if if there's a character that you know you want to Disney bound, starting with 
a piece in the right color, I think is really like the starting point. Cool. Like the skirt that you're wearing now, I was like, oh wait, is she Snow White Disney bag? Yeah, I could be. It's like literally like <laughs> what totally I look at be. first. Um, for me personally, and there, there's very few instances where I feel like I'm trying to, like the character, like I already know, like Robin Hood, I knew I wanted to do and just, I knew that I wanted to do a specific decade, so I was little. I was googling like green velvet dress. Right. Um, but then sometimes I will see a piece that'll inspire a Disney bound specifically. Um, I, yeah, it's it's really it's really tricky because for for me it's it's comes from both sides, and I feel like most of the time it's the piece that I find. But I think if you if you know, I, w- I would figure out what vibe you want to go with. Like if you want to go with something super casual, if you want to go with you know something 80s and maybe maybe you want to do an 80s disney bound of i don't even know i keep like saying princesses um if you want to do an 80s disney bound of alice in wonderland then maybe you're like mm, a windbreaker is fun and super 80s so maybe you just look for a blue windbreaker to like get started and then kind of build around around those pieces or if it's someone not to go back to cinderella but if it's someone like cinderella and you're like oh i the essence of cinderella is blue and then shoes right like a clear shoe a silver shoe a shiny shoe so maybe you start with the shoe and then build from there um and i like thrift stores and goodwills are your best friend when it comes to disney bounding your number one Um, source especially in orange county stores because goodwills are divided up by color Oh, that's, that's perfect. amazing when it comes to Disney bombing because when you are on the hunt for a specific color, like, I hate nothing more than going in Forever 21 and trying to find one piece because there's no rhyme or reason how that's going <laughs> laid, laid out. I'm just, like, so confused. But at Goodwill, like, all of your shirts, like, this is your section of purple shirts. This is your section of orange pants and bottoms. Um, so that's, that's like, I feel like one of the easiest places to get started just because... And affordable. And affordable, yeah. 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 Um, cause yeah, for when we did the gender swap thing, finding purple didn't exist. So you just found a bunch of white stuff and you don't mind dying it because that shirt costs you three bucks. Yeah. Right. So, so yeah, if you screw it up, you like, oh, I don't get another one. And for it, like for me, because I, I also do like a lot of fashion stuff on my personal Instagram. So for me, um, I, I outfit repeat for sure. But when it comes to Disneybound, I always want to, like, do something fresh that, like, I haven't shown the world yet. Um, so, dis- like, Goodwill Disneybound hunting is, is a really, like, affordable way to keep, keep your wardrobe kind of fresh. But then there's, yeah. there's things that, like, there, you can do so many Disneybounds with, like, a great blue dress. You have Cinderella, yeah. Alice, you have Belle, you have Sleeping Beauty wears a blue dress, any sadness from inside out, like so many characters wear blue that you can find staples that then you can play with your accessories, your shoes, your hairstyle, whatever, to like reuse a lot of pieces. That's great. Yeah. Just picking out like pieces that are colors that are recurring. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so talking about the parks, because like... Disney bounding is obviously huge at the parks. You you guys hang out at the parks a lot. Like you guys are like expert Disney park goers. Uh, what yeah. is that like? Like what is it like to just like have that be like a second home? It's like it's it's truly amazing. Um, I've been to every park in the world, which is awesome. I was at like the grand opening of Shanghai Disneyland. That was That's super. That cool. was a crazy intense day for me. Um, I don't know, like it really, it truly does feel like a second home, like you said. I mean, I am so into the community and I'm so into everything Disney does. It's, it never gets old and it never gets tired. And 
Like, I, I experience something magical at Disneyland, like, every time I'm there. Like, That's a awesome. special character interaction, maybe this character in a parade, like, noticed you. Like, things like that, like, I get so hyped whenever Woody, like, waves at me, I'm just like, Woody. Um, but yeah, like, it's, it's such a fun place to just be unapo- unapologetically a super Disney fan. And it's it's not it's not weird, and everybody else is like also a Disney fan, and you just you can make the day what you want. You know, you can go really hard, and it's like today I'm going to do like 16 rides, or you can be like, you know, I really just want to eat like a Mickey ice cream bar and like people watch at the castle, and then you'll most likely see someone getting proposed to. Right, um, totally. <laughs> so like, there's it's just there's yeah there's there's so many so many things to explore, and like I still find new things in Disneyland, which like is shocking to me sometimes but then I'm just like wow like I this sounds like on Main Street sometimes you just kind of forget about it and you know if there's too many people in one area you can't hear this like voodoo lady on a balcony in New Orleans Square and you're like oh like what is that like there's it just there's a time and a place and every little nuance of Disney comes out at different times so it's impossible to have like the same experience twice which is amazing do you go as often, Matt, or is it? Not as often as her, no. Uh, I've been to a majority of the Disneyland properties, um, but I go as a just a casual goer. Cool. I mean, Tiff thinks it's a second home, and I just go to you know have fun. Like she said, I go as a casual, so I go for a drink or I go for a meal, ride a couple rides, and go home. Um, yeah, I'm real mellow when it comes to. I have never lived close enough to a park to have like a pass that's such a different world to me to just like go to Disney for a drink and leave. That's like something right. I never thought about oh, yeah. doing ever. But that's really cool if you live close enough that you can't. I mean, you yeah. can just go whenever you want. There's a lot of people that are that are like, oh, like I wish I was that lucky. Or people are like, wow, like, you must have so much money to go to Disneyland so often. And it's like honestly like an annual pass. Like, you can have an annual pass with monthly payments as low as like thirty dollars. Um, it's awesome. But we are lucky. We are, but we are, yeah, we are I feel super to so fortunate close. to be so close to be able to go and that, like, um, I always of, tell her there's always, you know, there's people who save up their whole lives to go and, like, I don't forget that. Like, yeah. we go and we're kind of spoiled in that way. We go pretty often. Um, but there's people who have to save up and they only get yeah, to go absolutely. once in their whole life but they've never been in their whole life and uh, yeah that's very important that's my favorite thing in the world is to take a new person to Disneyland yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh there's so nothing, being a tour guide. nothing like that like just well like, it's cool me, too because even if it's your fifth, like 500th time there you get that vibe from people like you can tell when it's someone's first time and their eyes are this big and they're like living their best life for the day so you can like experience that secondhand, which is really cool yeah. But another thing that I love about you having like the experience and because if you go, I mean anything you do for the first time, it's always helpful to have someone give you tips ahead of time because mm-hmm. like you can miss really cool stuff or you can just do like the main things and then that's not always like as cool as the insider stuff and you share all of that on your YouTube channel too. So like if someone is going for the first time, you kind of walk people through like... It's easy to be overwhelmed. There's just a lot to do there and and crowds can overwhelm you and uh, if you have someone like a guide and and Tiffany does a bunch of YouTube videos on this, um, they can help you make the most of your vacation and 
Yeah, I think that's so cool. I feel like especially um, the dining options and like snacks yeah. and things that are, like you can't get anywhere else in the world. Like people go to Disneyland and they're like rides, and it's like there's so much yeah, more to the you parks. Just ride the rides. Than all rides. The time. It's like it's not like a Six Flags, right? Like Six Flags, you have all these like crazy extreme like everything's an e-ticket attraction. But at Disneyland, like everything isn't like that. Like people, I've seen people ride like Alice in Wonderland, and they're like, that's okay, and I'm like. <laughs> I'm like mortified. Um, but there's so many more things to do. Like, some of the, like, you cannot be a parade person, and a Disneyland parade will change your mind. Yeah. And, like, there's so many different shows that have, like, limited viewings, or, like, right now it's Pixar Fest. And if you're cool. new, if you're new to the park, you don't know that like so many things are limited, and that will literally be the only time that you can experience certain things. Um, so there's, I think there's, it's really important. Even like for me, whenever I go to like one of the national parks, even if it's not my first time, like I try to do my research to be like, what's going to be closed when I'm there for one? Like what? Not to get my hopes up right, on something. Right. No, that's um, a really important thing. Make and, sure everything's open that you yeah. want to see. And then, you know, seeing, like, what what food items are new. Is there a special, like, character that's only meeting for a few months? Like, there's all kinds of things that's really easy to miss out on um, just, if, just by not knowing. But if you're also, you know, if you're also going to experience the essence of Disney, it's not like your experience is going to be bad. It's yeah. just, you know, depending on what kind of park experience you want, maybe you really, really love Flick and Princess Ada from Bugs Life. Well, they're not going to be meeting past September 3rd. So it's one of those that's like take advantage of, you know, these limited time magic offerings, um, <laughs> while, you know, while you can. So what is your YouTube channel, just so people know if they want to find you? Just my name. It's just cool. Tiffany Mink. Um, I was on a collab channel called Thingamavlogs for a while, and we were a group of friends, and we had a video. It started as a video every day, and that was crazy. So we were like a video every week. Yeah, um, but there's, still, there's still a lot of um, good like food videos and stuff on there. Like our food videos are like always crazy. Um, but yeah, there's if you you can literally YouTube like Tiffany Ming Disneyland or Tiffany Ming Disney and like you'll see like all kinds of stuff from all different parts of parts of parks around the world. Cool. Is it mostly Disneyland because that's what you're close to? Or? Mostly, cool. yeah. Whenever it's sometimes but you have, you're special in that you've been to all the ones around the world, so you have videos from all around the world, and it's. I think helped a lot of people because um, I've, I've seen fans come up to her and um, you know going to Tokyo Disney kind of sounds kind of daunting it's a foreign country yeah. you don't want to speak English and people are a lot are really worried to go there but um, I think watching Tiffany's videos you get a sense of like how easy it is and like how everyone's amazing there and like this is how you can do it and this is how you can do it and, and they say like thank you for your videos like I you, you made me feel comfortable That's with awesome. going up there. It's like my favorite thing like in the world to hear. It's like when people are like, I never thought that I could go to Tokyo Disneyland, but your videos like inspired me and I'm going next month. Yeah. And I'm just like, you're gonna like make lifetime, literally lifetime right. memories and like something that I did for fun like helped you do that. And it kind of even ties in like with our with who's it's and what's it's yeah. like there there are people that choose to purchase something from our store to go to a Disney park for the first time in. And like I sometimes get overwhelmed thinking about that because I'm like, yeah, you're going to remember that day forever. Like, especially if you're going to Disneyland for the first time and you're like 22, like, you know, you're not four. You're not forgetting all that. Like, you're going to remember everything about that day and you're going to take so many photos and you like want to wear something that we made for all those pictures. Like, 
It's like, it's unreal Isn't to me. Isn't that so uh, crazy? It's, un- it's unreal. Do you like, get like messages that are like, hi, I'm buying this to go to Disney for the first time? All the time. Well, oh because my God. most of the time it's people are like, hey, I really want to wear this for my first time to Disneyland Paris. Is it going to get to me in time? Right, because right. my flight is this day. <laughs> yeah. So like we kind of get it like from that, which is like literally the most amazing thing. Like it's nothing that I ever thought that we would ever be kind of a little part of, of that experience for them. But like how amazing that we are. Do you get tagged in photos a lot too? Yeah. Like that's my favorite. Yeah, we look that's at all of them. We see them all. And um, yeah, we get some big moments in people's lives in Disneyland, like whether they're being proposed to or baby announcements. Yeah, the, the, the baby announcement. We had, um, so we have a shirt. It's called like the Dreams Come True shirt. And it's got a little pendant flag. This is 1955 for the year that Disneyland opened. And the back says dreams come true. And it looks like the same yellow stitching that's on the back of like a classic Mickey Mouse hat. And this couple, they took this shirt with their baby announcement, like their first sonogram. And it was like this, it was, that was their dream come true. was like having their first baby. And like our shirt was like part of that. That's like so cool. that's crazy to me. I like love that. it makes me like very emo. Like I cry a lot because I'm such a Disney I fan. I am about like, to cry right now. It's so um, lovely. Yeah, and it's just you know, it's not like we you know some just like any job we have like really great days and we have like really frustrating days and then it's things like that that really keep it all grounded and we're like wow like you know some people are like you just make t-shirts but for us it's like. No, like we we kind of become part of a much bigger thing for these people. Yeah. No, you're right because Disney trips can be like a huge. I mean, like you're saying, you can dream about it for your entire yeah, life. It can be you once can save it for years. Trip. Yeah. So to be any kind of part of that is so cool. Yeah. Does we can do a Q and A if if we want? <laughs> I mean. If there is, and we won't be offended. <laughs> yeah, like I can just keep asking them questions, but if anyone has questions, I'm pretty sure this mic is on, or you can just, I mean, we'll be able to hear you. Um, you can just stand up if, if, we, if we want, if there are questions, a few questions for me or a tip for Matt. If you don't have questions, it's very fine. If you don't have questions, we're not just going to sit here and awkwardly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, 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 please. Hi. Hey guys. Oh, works. Uh, do you have like a white label for like, Oh my lord. So many crazy I have so many crazy Disney bounds that like I wanna do. Like I'm oh my gosh, I'm trying to think. Um You can list more than one if yeah, you have. Just, yeah, list just, all the just ones start on going. Um, I really want to figure out, okay, I really want to do a Snow White that's not an obvious Snow White. Because Snow White for me, like people, it's Snow White's one of the best characters at Disneybound because you're dealing with three really easy colors to find. You're dealing with yellow, blue, and red. Like it does not get more simple than that. But it also makes it the most obvious Disneybound. So my like personal goal in life is to make a Snow White Disney bound that people like don't know that it's a Snow White B- Disney bound like straight off and like that to me is like one of the biggest challenges like how ever can <laughs> like how yeah like how can I how can I push this to be Snow White without screaming Snow White um, I also really want to Disney bound the doorknob from Alice in Wonderland somehow no. and have that actually come across as the doorknob from Alice in Wonderland. Um, I, love that. I, I, like, I truly, I truly I don't do know. That. I truly don't know. Like, I can wear like a gold sequin dress, I guess. But then, like, how to, how to, is there, are there keys? Is it, I, um, I don't know. Like, that's kind of a, that's kind of a weird one. But that's awesome. I mean, yeah, I've, I've been, I've been thinking about a not obvious Snow White 
for a really long time. Like I'm constantly like looking for pieces and that's just like a personal goal of mine. Do you have any match? Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> not, not, at all. Not, not a hardcore Disney founder I am. Matt Matt is Matt is my uh, my my partner if I need a prop for yeah, Disney a prop, Bound, uh, if I need like <laughs> what yeah. if okay. Is there a group cosplay you would actually be excited to be like since you're not super into Disney Bounding, is there one that you could hear and be like, okay, cool, yeah, that would be a really fun group to do? I will, I will say, not Disney Bounding, but yeah. costumes. Matt has pulled it out two separate occasions for the Halloween parties at Walt Disney World. We, we did a Hocus Pocus group where I was nice. Danny and Matt and our friend Abe were Jay and Ice. We're bullies, yeah. Like, like Hocus our friend Abe literally let me shave ice, ice into his in back the back. Of his head. But, like, Matt, Matt did a Jay and, like, wore a wig, and I was like, oh my God, I'm so proud. <laughs> um, so it was a really, like, cool costume. Awful, awful wig. And, then the, and then the next year, I was like, how do we top this? And we did the Walrus and the Carpenter and a little oyster from Alice in Wonderland. Uh, yeah, um, I enjoyed that. So, yeah, he was a really great. Um, Carpenter, and it was like a cute little like oyster. I had like a big, you know, big visor shell hat thing. And, That's awesome. Um, yeah, like you really turn it out and like went gung ho for it. Um, those are my yeah, favorite Halloween, things we've done. I, yeah, I like Halloween, but other than that, I don't Disney fan on any other. Day. Dapper Day, I've enjoyed it since uh, I heard about it just because I like the idea. Because Dapper Day started off with um, like look or dress as if Disneyland it was its first day opening. How did they dress? And I thought that was just an interesting concept because I'm very into the Disney history. Um, I like the, all the history that's in uh, about Disneyland. I think that, that interests me. Um, but a Disney uh, Disney band that I would ever do. You said something the other day that you were like, this would be such a good thing. It was like for me and you and Katie, but I don't remember. Um, oh, I do. Oh, that was Deadpool. That's that's not Disney. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's cool. You can use Marvel. We have a very ugly like... cat that um, his name is Wade. Uh, Wade Wilson. He's semi hairless. Because he's hairless. He's an ugly, ugly cat. So, you look like Deadpool. You look like. So I mean, we're talking about like we're Colossus, about Colossus Negasonic, costume, yeah. and him. But that was more of a Halloween costume. Yeah, you're Disney right. Disney Bound now. Oh, I do want to. I do want a Disney Bound, um, like a 1920s Edna mode. Yo. Also, that's like really yeah. kind of like on my list at this point too. Yeah, good. Yeah. Any other questions, you guys? If you don't want to come to the mic, you can just yell it. Also. Cool. Don't, worry, cool. don't worry about it. Does anybody? Does anybody like actually Disney Bound in this room? Can raise your hand? Yes. I love Sweet. it. Thank you for being part of this amazing community. <laughs> it's so much fun. It's so fun. Um, okay, I'll ask you a question. Um, what is, like you say, you see people get proposed to a lot and all that stuff. Do you have a standout, like, crazy thing you saw at a park that you, like, a wild memory? You see anything crazy at a park besides a proposal? <laughs> I'm trying to think. I mean, it's... This is, it sounds really awful, but when you go like once a week and you see so many proposals, you're like, there's another one. <laughs> um, so so that's really totally terrible. Were there any that stood out um, that were like impressively I, interesting? Uh, no, I, I didn't. <laughs> that sounds awful too. Oh my god. I'm, sorry, I'm very jaded in some aspects. Um, I did see an actual wedding take place during a park day. Cool. Um, that was that was pretty fun. It was just a couple. They didn't have anybody else. 
and they drove down Main Street in the one of the little cars, and they were getting married over to the left side of the castle where New Fantasy Fair is. And it was all like blocked off, and they had like their little minister. There was one woman playing harp, and they had their cake. And Mickey and Minnie still came out, and it was like just the four of them. And that was like a pretty fun thing to just kind of like see happening at like a 2 p.m. on a Thursday. Um, That's yeah, cool. that was like the fact that Mickey and Minnie still came out when it was such a small event during park time. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty like, awesome. That's a pretty cool thing to see. Yeah, but then I'm also like, I'm just watching these people's wedding. <laughs> there, there they are. Crashing the oh, they, they kissed. Like, yeah. If there was one park you'd go to outside of the United States, which one would you recommend? Disney. Disney okay, well, this is a, lo- this is a loaded question. Oh, just because, depending on, like, you could do a park in so many different ways like a lot of people are like oh it's so expensive but like if you can find a great deal on a flight like um the best park in the world is the tokyo disneyland resort disney sea is fantastic um and i think for for an international park it's like it is well, even just for a disney park it is unrivaled in every way it is the cleanest park in the world they have the coolest food options they have so many like unique specific attractions and the people, like as a whole, some Tokyo Tokyo offers the greatest Disney experience because the crowds, like, are part of that amazing experience. Everybody stays seated for fireworks. You, no one ever. This does not exist in Tokyo Disneyland. No one ever raises a camera higher than their face. Everyone takes off their hats and their ears before a show. Very respectful. Everybody follows the rules. Like everybody respects one another so much, and everybody wants everybody else to have the best time. We're like it the most in Walt Disney World specifically where you're getting like rammed by strollers and people are like this is my child's first time like <laughs> none of that yeah none of that exists in in Tokyo like I think it's the best um but I also feel like it should be saved for your last one if you do want to do all of them in the world just because once you do Tokyo like that's the that's the creme de la creme I feel like of the Disney park experience um, Hong Kong is great, but it's very, very small. It's one park that's even smaller than our Disneyland. Um, but Disneyland Paris, I feel like, is pretty easy, too. Disneyland yeah. Paris is... It's two parks. They're not, like, super big. You could do both parks and do everything you want to do pretty comfortably within, like, two or three days. Whereas Tokyo, you would really want to... Like, the last time I went to Tokyo, I did six days only for the two parks. That's excessive. But... <laughs> <laughs> but first time we did it, we did it in three days. There's, but see, there's, there's so much. There's so many shows in Tokyo, and they have this crazy thing that doesn't exist at any other Disney park in the world, where there's a lottery system. So unless you get a lottery, like win the lottery for that show, you don't get to see it. So there's like so many opportunities. Like give yourself more opportunities to like win those lotteries. Um, and there's, there's just, there's so much to do. And especially if you're a super Disney fan and you want to look at every nook and cranny and you want to, you want to get every Mickey soap dispenser thing that you can. Um, and then like, like I wanted to eat like at every restaurant I wanted to eat at. Um, and when you have like a short amount of time in a park that's so vast, you kind of have to like pick and choose and it's like not somewhere that you can go super frequently. Um, so if you have enough time to really spend, I will always, always, always say Tokyo Disneyland Resort. Sweet. I agree. Thank you guys so much for coming and hanging out today. Will you tell everyone where they can find you on the internet and places? 
Who's it's what's it's dot com. Cool. Yeah, we're who, who's it's what's it's across all platforms. Yeah, um, all platforms. It's, it's spelled who sits. They're S's and not Z's. Yes. Um, who sits what sits. Um, and then I my personal Instagram is just Tiff Mink. Um, if you want to follow me on there, I do kind of fun fashioning park stuff. And yeah. Yeah, you're a very fun account to follow. Like, it's also every photo she takes is beautiful. So even if you somehow don't care about any of this, it's just like great to look at. Um, and we're at Sartorial Geek Everywhere. Um, like I said, we have magazines at the end of aisle 4500 right across from the WB. There's just a stack. You can go pick them up. They're free. You can listen to other episodes of our podcast if you enjoy this conversation. And thank you guys seriously so much for coming. This is very, very cool. Have an awesome day. Have a really good rest of San Diego. Yeah.